This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated, Zelma on insurance. Today we're going to speak about why a fairly debatable claim defeats an attempt to amend a lawsuit to assert the tort of bad faith and to explain what is a man-in-the-middle attack. After an unknown individual called a fraudster gained unauthorized access to Fishbowl's accountant Wendy Williams' email account, the fraudster created certain rules to redirect certain email communications within the email system. One rule redirected email communications containing certain keywords to an email account that is not associated with Fishbowl. Another rule marked an email communication sent from fedints.com as having already been read and automatically stored them in the RSS subscriptions folder. These rules prevented Ms. Williams from noticing certain email communications, including emails from Federated Insurance, regarding invoice payments. In Fishbowl Solutions v. Hanover, the United States District Court for the District of Minnesota on May 9, 2022, found that it was clear that the purpose of the scheme was to trick Fishbowl's customers into paying invoices the fraudster received without Fishbowl noticing. Pursuant to this scheme, the fraudster directed six of Fishbowl's customers to change how and where to make their payments. By employing a variety of techniques to conceal the scheme, the fraudster posed as Ms. Williams when communicating by email with Federated Insurer. The fraudster also posed as Federated when communicating by email with Ms. Williams. As a result of the scheme, Federated Insurance made two payments to the fraudster totaling $176,962. Fishbowl discovered the scheme on January 17, 2020, and after informing the six customers about the scheme, five of them were able to recall or redirect their payments. However, Federated Insurance was unable to do so. Although the United States Secret Service recovered $29,035.79 of the money paid by Federated Insurer to the fraudster, Fishbowl suffered a loss of the difference, which totaled $147,926.21. The fraudster, of course, was the man in the middle who used his man-in-the-middle scheme to defraud Fishbowl. Now, Hanover issued a technology professional liability policy to Fishbowl, but it also relied on the fact that there must be a net income loss of operations usual and to the usual and regular business activities of Fishbowl. Hanover, when it received the claim from Fishbowl, denied the claim. Fishbowl, of course, sued alleging breach of contract and sought declaratory and monetary relief. During 
discovery, Fishbowl dis deposed the Hanover claims manager and alleged that he testified as defined by the policy that Fishbowl sustained a data breach and had suffered an actual loss. As a result of that testimony, Fishbowl timely moved to amend the complaint seeking to add a claim for bad faith. Fishbowl contended that Hanover acted with bad faith by repeatedly ignoring and by failing to properly investigate its claim and by failing to cover its loss. The magistrate judge denied the motion and Fishbowl appealed to the district court judge. A district court conducts a new review of the magistrate judge's denial of a motion to amend based on futility. The amendment is futile, where the proposed amended claim would not withstand a motion to dismiss for failure to state a claim. Although a complaint need not contain detailed factual allegations, it must allege facts with enough specificity to raise a right to relief above the speculative level. Threadbare recitals of the elements of a cause of action supported by mere conclusory statements are insufficient. Now, the Minnesota legislature created a private cause of action to penalize bad faith denial of benefits by insurance providers. Under the statute, a party, after commencing a civil suit, may make a motion to amend the pleadings to claim recovery of taxable costs, the applicable legal basis for establishing a claim under the statute is a two-pronged test, which requires that the insured show, one, the absence of a reasonable basis for denying the benefits of the insurance policy, and two, that the insurer knew of the lack of a reasonable basis for denying the benefits of the insurance policy or acted in reckless disregard of the lack of a reasonable basis for denying the benefits of the insurance policy. At this stage of the pleadings and proceedings, the plaintiff needed to plausibly plead facts that demonstrated each prong of the test. Now, first, the pertinent question is whether a reasonable insurer under the circumstances would not have denied the insured the benefits of the insurance policy. A reasonable insurer would not have denied the benefits when there was a covered data breach. Accordingly, the court found that the plaintiff had plausibly pled the first prong, but he needed both. Second, the plaintiff must pass a subjective test requiring a certain mens rea or evil intent on the part of the insurer. Specifically, it requires an insured to prove that the insurer knew or recklessly disregarded or remained indifferent to information that would have allowed it to know that it lacked an objectively reasonable basis for denying the insured's claim for benefits. The court considered that even if plaintiff was correct as to the failure of Hanover's investigation, a district court will not grant a motion to demand the pleadings to add a bad faith claim where it is fairly deba debatable whether coverage applies. 
Hanover argued that the coverage does not apply. Hanover argued that because it is an unresolved legal issue, whether the coverage applies to a man-in-the-middle attack, it could not have acted in bad faith when denying the claim. The court, therefore, found that it is a fairly debatable issue whether coverage applies to the claim of Fishbowl. The court therefore concluded that even if plaintiff's legal interpretation of the policy might prevail, the fact that the issue is legally debatable precludes a bad faith claim. In the absence of any case law that controls whether a man-in-the-middle attack constitutes a data breach on the policy, the court found that Hanover's interpretation was reasonable. The magistrate judge's April 6, 2022 order was therefore affirmed. In my opinion, as in the opinion of the court, bad faith requires a mens rea. When the law is unclear and the insurer fairly argues an issue that is debatable, and when there is no dispositive case law, the issue remains to be fairly debatable and there is no basis for seeking damages due to the tort of bad faith. This video is part of my continuing blogs on insurance issues, which are available at zalba.com blog and at claimschool.com blog. And you might want to be interested in my Just Published Random Thoughts on Insurance, Volume 14, a collection of blog posts from 2022. Thank you for your attention.